welcome back to Don't Look Under the Bed. And for those of you joining us for the first time, welcome in. We hope that you will subscribe, share, and review the show. It's housekeeping week. Did you know that the people who provide 70% of the productivity for the hotel industry receive only 3% of the revenue in labor? Our guest this week is here to make life better for the people who work in hotels and for the people who stay in them. Rumza is hoping to reinvent hotels from the inside out by focusing on what it believes is a fractured guest experience, high operating costs, and poor worker satisfaction. Please meet our guests, Curtis Crimmins and Samantha Spring. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to Don't Look Under the Bed. I'm Robin. And I'm Nikki. And we'd like to welcome in Samantha Spring and Curtis Crimmins. Welcome to Don't Look Under the Bed, y'all. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Welcome. We're all missing out on NFT NYC right now. There's a giant panda on one of the docks and like 4,000 men. Oh, <laughs> trying to, trying to, trying are to we missing out? Oh, and there's probably tens of women there. Oh, goodness. Okay. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> oh, boy. Do, do not look under the bed. Okay. No, do not look under the bed. <laughs> So we are excited to have y'all with us today. Um, Curtis is the founder of Roomsa and Samantha, we're going to start with you and like to hear your, um, your hospitality journey and what brings you to, to the uh, Roomsa model. Sure. Uh, Thanks for having me. Uh, This is my first podcast, so I'm pretty excited. Um, So I, have not been in hospitality prior to working with Firmza and with Curtis. Um, I'm a CPA. I have a financial background, mostly in media and tech, but I wanted to help a company from the beginning, build something from you know the ground up and fate had it that I met Curtis and pretty much immediately I was sold on you know his vision for the company and he pointed out so many things that are wrong with the hospitality industry that as you know, a, a traveler myself, you know, a pretty frequent traveler, didn't really, didn't know, didn't know behind the scenes, didn't really understand, uh, mm-hmm. never asked the question really. I just, it's not, it's not out there. Um, and once I heard, you know, look behind the scenes and I'm sure we'll get into it, uh, I realized things need to change. And Curtis, you'll all get to hear more about yeah. Curtis's background and, you know, his passion for what we're doing. And really he sold me. So I think this is what we're doing is going to make a real impact. And that's, that's why I'm here. Excellent. So Curtis, tell us what is the current state? I don't want to say what's wrong with the hotel industry right now, but what's the current state? um, And how does Rumza solve that problem? And you can take us into the, uh, into the model. I would say that there are a lot of things that are wrong. You don't Mm -hmm. have to I'll say it. Um, and anyone that knows me knows that my super, my super ability is pointing out the flaws in everything. 
But moreover, I think it's more, I think it's important that we try to work on fixing those things, right? So I don't like to spend a ton of time focusing on where the issue is. The mm -hmm. issue is consumers are not being served, asset owners are not being served, and workers above all else are not being served properly by the current business model. And okay. anybody who's participated in any one of those three things knows that, mm -hmm. right? Where wages are not competitive, you can't live on it. Every time one of these big hotel brands comes out and says, hey, we've added 3,000 jobs, I'm like, yeah, but you have to work six of them to live in the city. <laughs> right? Wow. So it isn't yeah, like, I'm sorry, true. but we're not really solving anything. We have to start having, I think how Rumza addresses things moreover than anything else or, or, mo or bigger than anything else mm -hmm. is that we try to have a frank conversation about things. And that sometimes ruffles people's feathers. For mm -hmm. instance, we do lean on automation to make our business model work. And people from the industry will come and they'll say, well, doesn't that mean that you're getting rid of, <clears throat> excuse me, doesn't that mean that you're getting rid of some jobs? And we say, absolutely. And then they're quiet for about 10 seconds because mm -hmm. they don't know what to follow up because they expect me to say no. Yeah. But the truth is not every hotel job needs to exist in 2022. The reason why we can only afford to pay these people 11, 12, $13 an hour in major cities is because we're forcing a human being to do a robot's job. Mm. So tell us about Rumza. So Rumza is a rooms only hotel. It's what it means, right? Imagine all the things that you like about Airbnb and all the things that you love about a hotel put together in a hotel building that maybe is now more than just that. Okay. So ideally we take larger hotels in mm -hmm. downtown or, or high demand urban markets and we transform them into mixed use buildings with rooms of floors, with suites of rooms of suites, with, I'm sorry, with floors of rooms of suites, mm -hmm. take that if you can, um, <laughs> with floors of rooms of suites on the top floors of the hotel. Okay. And then the bottom floors of the hotel where public areas used to be are transformed into flexible co-working space or any other sort of business areas, sort of a uh, coffee shop can go in there, food and beverage can go in there. Each building is a little bit different, but the idea is that 100% of the lobby space is reabsorbed into rent producing, demand driving things that create a community hub. Okay. And then the subsequent floors are turned into multifamily housing, which helps us actively on our mission to get people out of hotel rooms and into permanent homes. Multifamily wow. housing too. Okay. That's wow. very interesting. Because you'd be surprised. I don't know, Nikki and Robin, if you guys know this or not, but how many folks, how many families in America are living in hotel rooms tonight? It's the last stop. <clears throat> it's the mm -hmm. last stop before homelessness yeah. for the families. And with the COVID eviction protections expiring around the country, with the cost of rent and inflation and housing availability, stuff that we'll touch on in a little bit there are more people living in hotel rooms now than ever before. And it's yeah. a critical part of why we're here is to fix that problem. Families don't belong in hotel rooms. Hotel rooms are meant to be fun. Yeah. And that's our whole purpose, right? And mm -hmm. we make hotel rooms fun because we say, hey, we're not going to go in here and force the owner to change the headboard. We're not going to force the owner to change the paint. But what we are going to do is we're going to ask you, would you prefer a satin pillowcase? Mm. We're going to ask you, do you have textured hair? And we're going to make sure that you have shampoo and conditioners and soaps in the bathroom that are made for you. Mm -hmm. Because travelers with textured hair talk to me and Sam all the time. And they let us know that these amenities are not made for us. No, they're not. Wow. You know, we have to travel with our own stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and Sam. It's, a, it's a fight with TSA, like, because I'm, I got to bring bold, a, right? a bottle of, uh, you know, yeah. 
the, and, and the Sam condition. and I, yeah. we just, Sam, do you remember, we just had that conversation mm -hmm. in New York with the gentleman and, and when we told him just about being able to swap out that pillowcase and then we're going to have that pillowcase on the bed for you in every room, no matter what, he said, I'd go 50 miles out of my way to stay there. I don't even care about anything else. Wow. Yeah. A truly personalized experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We ask, you can go into the religious text preferences and you can say, I want a Talmud or I want a Torah or I want nothing or I want a Bible or I want a book of Mormon. Mm -hmm right? You can say, I'm fasting. Please remove all the snacks from the mini bar. We got to remember that people are staying in these rooms, mm -hmm. right? And whenever you can connect to where they're staying to how they live their life, that becomes something truly special. Oh, I love that. Okay. It's like a tailored experience. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then yeah. on top of all that, you pay one rate that covers everything. You check in as soon as the room is ready. One of my biggest frustrations, I go to Las Vegas. I told Sam about this recently. I go to Las Vegas. I get to the front desk. It's 11 a.m. Now, I like to think of myself as a powerful dude. I do not, however, control the flight schedules for Delta Airlines. So, mm -hmm. you know, you get there when you get there. <laughs> you do. And, <laughs> and if you get there. <laughs> if you get there, yeah. you get there when you get there. So I show up at the hotel and it's like, I get to the front desk at 11 o'clock and I said, do you have any rooms available? They said, oh yeah, we have like 400. And I was like, oh great. Could I have one? They said, absolutely. They go through the whole process and they're like, how can I add this $50 early check-in fee to your bill? And I was like, you can't, <sighs> I would gladly go sit, you know, no way. Like yeah. that makes no sense. However, it makes no sense. However, if you ask that same person, mm -hmm. would you like to add a meditation area to your room for $29 extra per stay? Would you like to upgrade your hair dryer? from a Conair to a Dyson Airwrap for $30 per stay, they're more likely to say, yes, you could get more money out of people, right? Mm -hmm. By creating better experiences that don't feel like a punishment. Wow. Yeah. Hotels today, it feels like the only people that they don't like, it feels like the only people they dislike more than their guests are their workers. Mm. Wow. And I hate to put it that way, but yeah. I stay in a lot of hotels. I've ran a lot of hotels. That's yeah. how it feels. Even me, myself, writing out those asinine list of rules that we ask guests to sign. Mm -hmm. So let's go back and talk about your, your, uh, your hospitality journey and, and, you know, when you were a general manager and everything, talk about that. So I've been a general manager for, gosh, a um, number of different branded properties, sure. IHG, Marriott, Hilton. Mm -hmm. Um, and all of them were, you know, okay. But the thing that surprised me the most was people were staying in that hotel and important and, and coming and working and applying in that hotel because of the name on the sign. Yeah. However, the name on the sign practically stopped there, right? It basically, the influence that they have begin and end, begins and ends with the properties opening. And I would mm -hmm. fight anybody on that. Yeah until it's PIP time, right? That's when the brand, so during construction and PIP time, when the money's flowing, that's when mm -hmm. the brands have a lot to say and then they disappear. And then you got to send all your people through their university and you have a franchise performance specialist and you got to pay for the revenue management and you got to pay for the inspections. And then if you fail, you got to pay for that too. You know, it just, but it doesn't feel like they're actually contributing to the guest experience. And the, the worst part of it was, when people would come to me and we're not able to give them health insurance, we're not able to pay them more. We're not able to really dignify their labor. Truly. They come to me and they're like, but this is a Marriott. 
What am I supposed to say to them? Yeah. This is a Hilton. What am I supposed to say to them? This is an IHG. What am I supposed to say to them? I got tired of wearing those logos on my chest with some sense of authority that I didn't have. Yeah. Because it was, I felt like I was projecting a lie to these people because the mm. truth was I was being conned just as bad as they were. They I thought that I was somehow doing better than them when I wasn't. I was working a hundred hours a week for probably less than minimum wage when you did all the math. Wow. So I didn't bring us to your, um, oh my God, that's, that's a lot. Bring us from, but that's there. not unique, Robin. That's yeah, not, no, unique. it's not. And, but, and people know, would, people will, you know, they'll boast on Facebook. Oh, I worked 80 hours this week. And it's like, and that's nothing to be proud that's of. That's nothing to nothing be proud of. To and be it's proud like, of. Really? We, we, we have, so, Why? so we're just a little, we're just a tiny little startup that's still trying to find our legs, but once we're a big thriving company, we yeah. have a policy called mandatory paid time off. Mm. We don't believe that managers should be bonused for hitting their metrics if they don't hit their most important metric first. And that's not exploiting your people. Mm. So wow. if you're so if you're a manager and your team is not your team is not taking their time off, yet you're hitting all your metrics, you're not hitting all your metrics. Right. You're not bonused and retained. The only way that you're bonused and retained is if your people are taking their time off, because if you can't hit your goals with your people having some sort of a work-life balance, and I'm not saying that, you know, you have to subscribe fully to the bring your whole self to work and work wherever you want. You can work in a buttoned up nine to five office, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but nine to five, Yeah, that goes out the window mm -hmm. in hotels, right? We expect yeah, you to does. be available 24 hours yeah. a day. Right. right. Wow. So yeah. talk about how the, that transition and how you so I left figured so yeah, out so I left hotels and went to tech uh, okay. did go right to Roomza so I went okay. to a soft bank funded hotel startup <clears throat> and I had gosh four jobs in like 10 months there <laughs> but <laughs> um but we converted hundreds of hotels it, it was my very first uh experience outside of traditional hotels okay um I thought that tech was the answer, right? I was so deeply frustrated with what was going on in the business and, and I didn't feel like I had the tools to make any sort of change. So I go to this other startup thinking that, you know, this is gonna be it. But I gotta be honest with you, I was disillusioned by a lot of things in the tech space too, in the mm -hmm. startup world, where it was just, you know, a lot of posturing and not a lot of really getting things done. Yeah. So then that's, the then the pandemic started and, I figured, well, I'm pretty stupid. So I started a hotel company in July of 2020. <laughs> um, and Why not? <laughs> yeah, well, because I figured, because you know, I figured if not now, then when? Yeah, right? for sure. And mm -hmm. I don't know that it makes a lot of sense to launch a boat in a hurricane, but I guess it does if you want to go fast. So what did your notepad look like? I mean, what kind of ideas? I mean, what were you thinking where you said, Okay, the tech thing didn't work out. The hotel thing didn't work out. But this is kind of like what needs to happen. And well, uh, really, it goes. Everything started at trying to find a way to pay housekeepers. Okay, there, right. Mm -hmm. So that really is the. When I look at the hotel business, and you ask me to pick one problem, I say the one problem is the people who provide seventy percent of the productivity for the entire industry receive less than three percent of the income or mm -hmm. three percent of the revenue and wages. I think that that is a sin that needs to be addressed immediately. And I think that when you address that, that it starts to fix a lot of other things and flush out a lot of other issues that maybe exist in, in the ecosystem. 
So, but the notebook at first was, how do you pay a housekeeper $35 an hour in Little Rock, Arkansas, and then work backwards from that? Okay. How do you close cycles of poverty in families like mine? Yeah. Right? How do you do that without winning the lottery? Because in this country, you should be able to go to work and make beds and go home and send your kids to school and put braces on their teeth and eat. And eat. Yes. The kids should be able to eat. not too much. And they should be able to eat so, at their house and not, exactly. you know, and at so, their home, not in the hotel. So I started with that. And then, you know, I think that the beauty yeah. of rooms is it takes more away than it gives, you know, it's, I I'm reluctant to call it a hotel brand because we're kind of a hotel brand in the same way that Uber black is a brand of escalates. Okay. Not really. Right. Yeah. It's just right. how you get in touch with it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we really put you in touch with great personalized hotel rooms. The hotel rooms do not all look the same. They're in okay. great high quality buildings, but we don't ask the owners to make a ton of adjustments. But what Rooms us sells to the owners before we sell anything to the public is labor. Everyone who works in a Roomsa hotel works for us and they receive all of the protections and the benefits and the salary and the wages that come along with that. There's never any gig labor involved ever. And so then we take that product that we operate in partnership with the owner and we sell it to the public. Mm-hmm. We, and we share that revenue with the hotel owner, which improves their cash on cash return by up to 80%. Wow. Everything in the company is built on that foundation of how do we pay these people $35 an hour? And we take that 4% and we symbolize it in our business model, actually. The 4% of total revenue that goes into the pockets of the, of the line level workers, we actually protect and project 4% of rooms as total revenue on all of our financial models as part of what we call our stay at forward fund, which is, which is segregated that we can ensure we're always paying a fair living wage and we have the funds on hand to be a real help to our hosts so that they can be a real service to our guests. That's awesome. That, yeah, that's amazing. So walk us through, uh, the model. I go to the website or I'm on the app. So you can and, book a rooms. Yeah. So you can book a rooms a suite anywhere, right? We have the same global distribution uh, capabilities that any other hotel company does. And once our hotels go live, you'll be able to book them anywhere. Okay. There is one big difference. If you book it directly through us or through one of our partners, like an airline, mm-hmm. you'll be given the opportunity to personalize your stay okay. prior to arriving via your rooms a profile, and then. Every other stay that you'll have with us, each one of those preferences will be met. If you book direct, you may actually pay, I'm sorry, if you book via an OTA, you may pay a smaller rate uh, or a lesser rate, but you will not have access to those personalization features until you arrive at the hotel. When you arrive at the hotel, we'll give you the opportunity then to make a rooms or profile and a relay robot will bring your personalized amenities to you. But unfortunately, because we didn't have a profile for you ahead of time, they won't have your name on them. Okay. If you want to have your name on those items, you'll have to book direct. And incidentally, we asked a thousand people, 972 people from our, from our waiting list, uh, giving them scenario one where they book via an OTA and save about 15%, but have no access to pre-personalizations, including climate in their room. And then option two being booking direct and maybe paying the same rate or 10% more, but having access to those things, all 972, 100% of respondents. So they were more likely to book direct on a second stay. 
Wow. Samantha, who is the, who is the Roomsa customer or guest? So we're definitely, our demographic is definitely those who are not brand loyal. A lot of, um, you know, people seem to have this brand loyalty still in their minds that are not, uh, it's not as prevalent today. Um, so we're definitely after the demographic that looks for maybe the most reasonable, best location, best bang for your buck, um, best value for what you're paying for mm -hmm. group. Um, so I think that's really relevant for Roomza because our whole thing is personalizing your stay, uh, making sure that we're meeting your expectations mm -hmm. as well as being transparent about what we're charging you for. Mm -hmm. um, so that we're looking for the demographic that really values that. Um, and honestly, it's, Right now, ESG, the, the social aspect is so important. I think the people and millennials and Gen Z uh, yeah. demographics that, uh, and I mean, I, the rest of the world's following. The SEC is right now um, setting up standards as far as the, these ESG quality reviews for investors and large corporations as well. So I think we're just ahead of the curve. A lot of people are going to have to prioritize this as well. Um, even if it's not their priority in their personal lives right now. For those that may not know, what is ESG? Oh, so environmental, social, and government. Government. Okay. okay. Um, so, so basically just we hit all those things. We're, mm -hmm. what are we, Curtis? We're zero. Uh, oh, we try it? to be zero, zero. Yeah, we try to be carbon neutral or, okay. or, or right. negative, right? Mm -hmm. Right. But and obviously we're, you know, focused on the social aspect as far as, you know, having yeah, we, equal we opportunities for personalization. Um, and I think, you know, you know and I'm sorry, Sam, but just okay. on, on the demographic question, I think that sometimes asking a hotel, what we're creating is, is it's sort of like asking Delta Airlines who their demographic is. Mm -hmm. well, it's people who need to go somewhere. That's yeah. Right. And, and, and I know that that's sort of tongue in cheek, but it's also kind of true because again, we, because our product, because our brand is personalization, mm -hmm. it appeals really to everyone because those personalizations right. can be as, as intuitive as I want to make sure that I have a hypoallergenic room with hypoallergenic soaps and shampoos. Mm -hmm. I, want, I, I want larger text on my television and computer screens. Those mm -hmm. are yeah. small things that are big. I want to, I want, you know, all the menus in my room to be in Braille. Yeah. Right. Wow. So th yeah. Those it, it's really hard to, you know, I know it sounds like a cop-out and, and I've been, I've had a lot of pushback from investors, but when we're talking about who we're building this for, we're building this for human beings who need a place to sleep when they we need travel. somewhere to stay. No, that I totally understand. That reflects them individually and right. not who a brand thinks they are. Right. Yes. So I know uh, that there's yeah. not, a front desk. There's not a lobby. Nope. Um, talk about that a little bit. And then I'm going to trigger you plastic keys. Oh, Go. God. oh my, the worst. <laughs> the worst. Okay. First of all, he's almost derailed my entire hospitality career. And if you ever heard me <laughs> talk for more than an hour, you know that that is a big lift. Yeah. So, like, but oh, one, I hate them. And two, I am the worst offender. I cannot keep one of those things. Yeah. I can't, I am that guy. I swear to you. I am that guy three o'clock in the morning, half asleep, thought he was going to the bathroom, mm -hmm. locked himself out. And yeah. now I'm at the front desk in yeah. my pajamas. Yeah. 
no shoes on and they're like you have I and they're like sir um don't make me call the police and I'm mm-hmm. like no I swear I'm sleeping here mm-hmm. they're like no that's the problem you can't sleep and so no I I do not like them and they're awful for the environment yeah, yeah. six yeah. statue of liberties per year in yeah. non-biodegradable wow. plastic mm-hmm. just from the United States alone yeah People so, hate them. 80% of guests hate them. So we don't have them. No plastic keys, nowhere at rooms. If I ever see one, it's banned immediately. The only plastic keys we allow are behind glass because they're collector's items as far as I'm concerned. So let me ask you this then. If I lock myself out and I can't go to the front desk, what happens? You you know your code to get into your room. So you can either. Oh, uh, okay. Hello. And, and, and if you and if you're if you're a rooms a guest and you're if you're a rooms a guest and your room's a profile, it's a code that you can set. Brilliant. I love that. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. I forgot what so my you, other you question was. It, you can do it fancy. And yeah. there's some other, when you do that, by the way, there are some other really cool things we can do that help us compete mm-hmm. directly with Airbnb. And one of those things is you select your own rooms a suite during the booking process. Mm-hmm. So you tell us what time you're going to show up because you know what time Delta is getting you there, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you tell us what time you're going to show up. We show you a list of rooms that are available during that time. You pick your exact one, yeah. exact one. And then we introduce you to the host who's going to be responsible for your stay. So at rooms that we don't assign housekeepers to a room, we assign hosts to a guest. So oh. when you're able to select your exact rooms of suite, you're also mm-hmm. able to select adjoining rooms of suites and then turn off the exterior entrances to those rooms. Oh. So say that you're traveling with your kids and you need two sure. additional rooms. Mm-hmm. You can book three adjoining rooms of suites and turn off exterior access for those other two doors because the doors mm-hmm. are magnetic. They will not open unless the fire alarm is going off. It's such a curated stay. And like the beautiful I, part of I love it that the guest is the one during the curating. Yeah. Yes. It's it's like you can arrive and feel like I'm here because everything I need is here. We say and- stay like you own the hotel. <laughs> yes, that's it. Yeah. Right? And and yeah. when you talk about branding and stuff, here's another thing. Plastic keys are a great example of brands forcing their logo down your throat and forcing the owner to pay for it. We yeah. think that branding less is more, right? You don't get an Uber black and then it shows up and it has ads all on it and Uber black down the side. You wouldn't get into it at that mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. We, we feel like the brand is supposed to be the experience. You, yeah. you know, when you're in a good hotel, you don't need us to flash our logo at you every 30 mm-hmm. seconds. So talk about your hiring process and your, um, I know you have a commitment to DE&I and all that. But talk about like this whole thing where you're helping the, you know, the housekeepers and that. Gosh, so- you know, start, so starting with the, the DE and I, I wish we could tell you, but we're still ironing out okay. the final details. Sure, but we sure, are sure, about sure. to bring You'll come on, back. <laughs> yeah. We are about to bring on a superstar. I mean, she basically is one of the pioneers of the DEI okay. movement okay. in tech period going mm-hmm. back over a decade and just huge, huge, huge fan of hers. She's going to be joining us. And I can't tell you anymore because I'm going to give it away. But um, so I think that for us, it's more than a commitment. It's it's our identity. We call, you know, for me, I like to say that we're an all-inclusive hotel brand and that's on our rates and our policies. Yeah. The reason I got rid of the front desks was because the very first time I ever applied for a hotel job, 
I was 16 years old and I was told that I was too gay to work at the front desk. How many people have been told they were too fat to work at the front desk, yeah. too aggressive looking to work mm-hmm. at the front desk, too many tattoos to work at the front desk? Yeah. You get, and that cuts both ways, by yeah. the way, right? Yeah, they How told many- me one time, well, not me personally, but I did have a front office manager that said, you know, I don't want to see this many black people working. That is, and that is the bull. I'm sorry. And so I was like, he said, Ooh, what that makes now? me mad. See, I'm so there- fine. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, it, that happened. Yeah, I can't, yeah and that happens so often. So yeah. and, it, and it cuts the other side too, right? Yeah, it is absolutely. I forget her name now, but a, a professor, a black woman, and a group of her students was evicted from a Fairfield Inn by Marriott a few weeks ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because they had been there for an entire week. She'd been asking for housekeeping repeatedly. She went to the, all of them. And then a group of them went to the front desk and the woman behind the front desk felt threatened because it was a group of 17 black people asking yeah. for housekeeping and the yeah. police escorted them out. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and come on, can it, can it possibly, can I paint you a better picture? The woman was a PhD yeah. from like this great school with mm-hmm. all of her highly learned students That's who it. I guarantee you all of them were far more intelligent objectively than the woman who made the call to the police. Yeah. And so yeah, yet, that's why you get rid of the front desk. Yeah. So we I get understand. rid of the front desk. We get and 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 <laughs> that goes deep into how we do our hiring. So starting yeah. at the highest level, I think it's important. And Sam and I have, tra- you know, we've talked about this, and I think that we have alignment on it, where we want you to be able to know how much people make at the company. If I'm a man working at Rumza, I want to know that Sam is making as much as me. And Sam yeah. deserves to know that she's making as much as me. Sure. And let's not even get into the pay disparity when we talk about minorities and people mm-hmm. of color, right? Mm-hmm. That's an entirely different story. Yeah. So how do you combat that? Not by putting up posters and putting nice copy on your website. You combat it by making policies that fix it at least yeah. where you are, right? Yeah, there's a lot of uh, websites that are that are committed on the yeah, website no, we're, we're doing on that. paper, <laughs> yeah. we're on paper. And, and I'm means, like, well, where is the action? And sometimes, <laughs> and sometimes that means making tough calls. Yeah. It means saying, you know, yes, this person deserves a second chance Yeah. when maybe nobody else would give that to them. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's true. Right. We've been yeah. put in that position and, and I'm proud of how we, you know, I'm proud of how we've dealt with it. It means deciding that when I'm going out and trying to hire a program manager for laundry services, that I'm not going to go and hire someone who was, you know, some program manager at some other at Ecolab, I'm going to go hire a laundry attendant. Mm-hmm. So I, do you have those services on property? Like, are you doing laundry on, on the property? Or are you sending it out or what's typically the not? So okay. usually, ideally we'll use a service and how we make that more cost-effective is with a higher upfront par count. So most hotels operate on like a two to three par Mm -hmm. for linen. They like to say they operate higher. Well, it's usually way less than two to three if you really want to be. Yeah. We're going to Walmart every weekend. (laughs) So Um, (laughs) that's some bull crap. Yeah, exactly. So, but we, you know, our business model calls for a five par to start. Um, If the hotel has laundry facilities operating already, We'll probably do it internally just um, on our first couple of properties until we okay. get a good feel for it. Yeah. But another way that Roomza works really elegantly and efficiently is as we spread out in a city, we sort of become our own hub and spoke operation. Hotel companies today, because of the franchise model, mm-hmm. they force owners to silo their own assets. You could own 10 Holiday Inn Expresses and you got to act like you don't own but just the one and staff each other one like the ones don't exist. 
we take advantage of, of having that proximity. So we could have maybe three rooms of hotels that don't have laundry facilities and one big one that does. And then we would move that laundry to our central facility and then move it back out to our other properties. Got it. So efficiency is really key. And mm-hmm. when we're doing the underwriting, we look into the availability of services inside the building. And then if it's not available inside the building, finding contractors that we can work with that also lived that, that live up to our standards and, and our purpose as a company and then bringing them on. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. So Sam, tell me about some of like the cool tech stuff. And that's a technical <laughs> term, cool tech stuff. Well, Curtis you know, can tell you more about the robots coming in. Okay. Because, uh, <laughs> that's uh, something The robots new. and the VR <laughs> and, you know, yeah, me yeah. having a I drink mean, with somebody in Germany. I mean, I just love the whole mm-hmm. idea of that. So, so, so talk about that, Curtis. So the, I, the idea that I had with that was just mostly, wouldn't it be cool if I'm staying in a hotel tonight and I wanted, I, I was staying in a hotel and I got the idea. So I was staying in a hotel and I was thinking to myself, I wonder if there's anybody interesting at the bar, but I don't want to have to like get dressed and go down there and like see what's going on and all that other crap. Um, I just kind of wanted to socialize. And it wasn't even about the alcohol because I already had it in my room in the mini bar. I just wanted to be around people and like talk to people. And so I thought, well, wouldn't it be neat if I could go like on my laptop or on my phone or put on a VR headset or something and go to this space where everybody else who's staying in this hotel is or has access to, but then taking it a little bit further, everyone that's staying in this brand hotel anywhere in the world could come into this shared space. And the only thing that we all have in common is that we're staying in the same hotel. I think it's also kind of cool. What I like about it is it forces the hotel to do a good job because you're under constant, you know, um, you're constantly being reviewed by a global audience of people. And the only mm-hmm. thing they have in common is you. Yeah. So I sort of like that mm-hmm. too, but that's how I got the idea. And then I started taking it a little bit further and really looking into, you know, it's cool to be able to have a drink in Germany, but you know, what's really cool about the rooms averse and metaverse and AR technology and what we're building. And it kind of ties back into getting rid of the front desk. You can use your Rooms app and look through your camera and be talking to the avatar of a host who's working from home, perhaps, and you're talking to them and they're talking to you and you can see their avatar and it looks like a full person and it is a full person and they get your problem solved fast and you go on about your day, but that person could be wheelchair bound. Yeah. That person could be be deaf. That person could not speak. That person could have been on SSI disability and this is their Mm -hmm. first job. Wow. I was going to ask, like, if I'm there in my room and I need a light bulb or, you know, or whatever it is that I need and there's no front desk to call or whatever, what do we do? So you just kind of outline that. And there's tons of, and there's going to be people there, right? It's not just a bunch of robots roaming around the host (laughs) are going to be there. So you're not just talking to people who aren't there. You're also talking to people who are there and they're always there. That's how we're different than Airbnb. We're Mm -hmm. a professional hotel. Yeah. Always there. We're always keeping tabs on things. We're always Mm -hmm. making sure that it's safe and that, and that every, everyone is where they should be. And what are the positions that will be there? Like at the, so we only have one and everyone's okay. a host. Everybody's a host. Got it. Okay. Yeah, everybody. And we all do the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. We all pitch in together. And that's why we love it. 
that's why we love pointing out that we're not assigning rooms to these hosts. It's yeah. cleaning a bathroom part of it. Yeah. When someone comes and stays at your house, do you clean a bathroom? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But they're yeah. not maids. Yeah. They have a ton of authority. They're they can hosts. basically yeah. do anything that the guest needs and get it taken care of. And we were making the bet that you don't need to have a ton of supervision over these people because guess what? You're giving them a job that they don't want to lose. Yeah. You're giving them, you're dignifying their labor. Wow. Just incredible. Just what a concept, what an idea. I know. And, you know, and the thing is, is it see, you know, it can seem a lot more complicated than it really is, but let's just think about staying in a hotel today and what that looks like and the friction points that we can all relate to that we all don't like going, walking into the room. I have stayed in over a thousand hotels. And to this day, I know better than to trust the pictures. I hold my breath when I walk in the room. (laughs) If we can use something like the metaverse and augmented reality to create something like that, I think that's really, you know, to to bridge that trust, rebuild that trust. We've been nickel and diming people for years. If we can start saying, here's an inclusive rate and you can have as many bottles of water as you want, even if you're not a gold member. (laughs) Those things can be really transformative. And- like, like Nikki pointed out earlier, we're borrowing a lot of stuff. Well, I'm, I'm adding the airline part, but the guest is doing the personalizing. The guest sure. is doing the curating. And for the naysayers who say, oh, people don't want it this way, we push back and say, well, if half a million people a day can decide where they sit on an airplane, then people can decide where they sleep in a hotel. Where they sleep. Absolutely. Yeah. I totally agree with you. And that's oh, it, my right? Goodness. Whole I love it. So you have three locations coming on is so Seattle, have, New York, and Austin kind of like the first? No, God. So it's the startup world. I guess we should update that. Is that okay. from, that's from an article from okay. a couple months old, I think. Uh-oh. So these things change pretty rapidly. So now it is going to be Chicago first. Okay. And maybe, ah. maybe two in Chicago. And I got to tell you, I really love Chicago. And I yeah. think that as it worked out, if that hotel comes online first, we have another mm-hmm. one in New Orleans that we're just now starting to talk to. Ooh. Um, and the beautiful part is these conversions nice. happen a lot faster than you think it because sure. we're not forcing the owners into a bunch of CapEx and we're not making a lot of changes. If the hotel's in great shape, all we have to do is change the sign and the locks mm-hmm. and we're good to go. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like it. So, so we looking at Chicago, looking at New Orleans, yeah. and then Southern California, but I don't want to say more specifically where, because yeah. uh, we're, we're, we're still doing the underwriting on that. Right. Um, but we have a ton of inbound interest. I would I think we have over 3,500 rooms represented in owners and real estate groups and REITs and that have reached out to us. We just are, are getting ready to, to raise some money to go hire some more amazing people. So that we can go through that pipeline. Yeah. And, you know, because that's really what it's going to take. It takes, you know, money to make money. And so that's sort of where we are. I'm so excited to stay at Arunsa. And I'm, I'm excited for you. Got, got my eye on New Orleans because it's right next door. We're here in Houston. Yeah, that's um, true. But Chicago <laughs> is exciting as well. Is it going to be downtown Chicago? It is right on the Magnificent Mile. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sort excited to stay in right? Chicago so, too. So, that's sort of our secret, Robin. When people yeah. are like, oh, well, how is rooms are going to make a splash? We convert independent hotels that yeah. already did really well based on where they are. Mm. So we're just making them better, right? But That's just the, the building sauce. is the draw. Yeah, of course. Yeah. 
and and what I, and we're we're polishing up these buildings and the owners love it because not only are they making their asset more resilient for the future, mm-hmm. right? We're going into an uncertain period. And I used to joke that building a hotel was like building a cemetery. Once it was that, you couldn't make it anything else. You couldn't make it anything else. <laughs> right? But now you can, right? With rooms and now you can have retail on the first and second floors. You can have co-work space. You can have multifamily and an mm-hmm. operating hotel that improves your tax basis, improves your um, diversification going into an uncertain period, but more importantly, improves your relationship with your former employees, now rooms as employees, improves yeah. your relationship with your consumers, improves your relationship with the city government. They're likely to give you subsidies and credits for adding back multifamily. Yeah. And you're doing well by doing good while improving your cash position by up to 80%. What hotel owner is going to say no to that? Right. We know the guests will find us because we're just giving them exactly what they want. Yeah. It seems like we've got some sort of secret. Like I I had a a hotel owner ask me if he was like, where are you getting these tea leaves from? And I was like, well, it's pretty simple. If you just ask your guests and workers what they think. (laughs) There you go. Just ask. Then then just give it to you. And every single thing that we've implemented at Rumza is based on data. 11% is the highest usage of any public area seating reported in a hotel. Yet $25,000 per key on average gets spent on public area seating. Wow. Wow. 18% of people report report using a fitness center. 14% of people report using a pool. 77% of people say they want to skip the front desk. Almost 100% of people say they want to have a contactless way to get to their room without talking to anyone. We're not, you know, it's, everyone acts like we're doing something so revolutionary and the only revolutionary thing that we're doing is listening and then delivering. Not just to the consumers, not just to the shareholders, but to the workers too. I love that. That's, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. That is something. And so can I count on both of you to join the wait list at roomza.com? Yes, you absolutely can. For sure. I will let you know what numbers you are. I know. I was going to say, because, you know, we're we're cool like that. So I'm hoping that we are, uh, (laughs) we get get a little further up. (laughs) So so we have over 16,000 people now who are waiting for us to launch and we get over 60,000 visits to our website every month. And that's not paid. We don't pay. Sam would know. We pay no money in paid marketing. And how do they know? How do they know? They're fine. And, and that's the beautiful part. They're finding us because they're looking for hotels that aren't meeting their needs. Okay. Mm. 60,000 people yeah. are finding Truly us because they're, because, they're, well, it's because people are desperately looking for hotels to accommodate them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. When's the last time you felt accommodated at a hotel? I can only imagine, and I'm not trying, I'm not trying to speak for anyone. Yeah. But yeah. I can only imagine how a black traveler must feel tonight. If if you're staying at, a, please tell me, Robin or Nikki, you're, you're staying at a Hampton Inn, five hundred dollars a night, and they don't give you a we don't have shampoo for you discount. No, they, they don't, don't give you a we mm-hmm. give you side eye if you pay with the wrong credit card off. No, no right? No. Like you are forced right. to pay full rate and get a second class experience. I've yeah, tried yeah. to be gay checking into a hotel in Mississippi, and me and my husband could not get a king bed no matter what that is crazy they wouldn't give it to us the woman literally said it was against her beliefs and i was like Uh, oh (laughs) this is what we're dealing with right but nobody gave me a discount for that that's crazy Mm -mm. Mm -mm. right when when you show up to serve people people show up yeah and i think that's when people ask us why don't you charge a security deposit 
that same principle is in play. When you treat your guests like people, they'll treat you, they'll, they will act like people and they'll treat, your, they'll treat your space with respect. I love it. Where can we find you both? Well, I'm usually creeping around some hotel taking pictures. So um, <laughs> you can probably find me there. Um, no, I, I'm in Seattle and uh, I travel a lot, but yeah. mostly in Seattle. Are you on LinkedIn? You oh, gosh. Instagram? I thought you meant like if you wanted to come hang out. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. no that's, that's, that's the after show. That too. Uh, yeah. I'm like, no. y'all, please come chill. I'm, yeah. Yeah, no, so absolutely. Yeah. I'm on LinkedIn, Twitter, okay. mm-hmm. Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, you get spicy oh, on LinkedIn oh. sometimes and I love oh, it. Oh, you should follow them on Twitter. <laughs> that's where it gets really exciting. Oh, is it, it gets spicy on Twitter Ooh, too? I'm yeah. not on the bird. I need to, I need to go and you check out the bird. To. Okay. <laughs> I just, well, my thing is, is I, I, I really feel like what it takes in order for us to move the ball forward is we have got to agree at least universally on where the fire is. Yeah, yeah. And the fire is, is I am sorry, I will never sit there and keep my mouth shut when IHG publishes their record profits in the year 2020 and people, you know, I'm just, I'm never going to be okay with that kind of crap. Mm -hmm. I am never going to sit there and be okay with being bullied by some old white dude who thinks that I'm a kid with no pedigree. I am never going to be okay with a DEI panel of 70 plus year old white men making decisions for us. I'm never going to be okay with that. I am a piece of trash gay dude from a trailer park in South Georgia. I don't need these people to like me. I don't want them to like me, frankly, because I hold them responsible for the calamity that people like me and Sam have to fix. Mm -hmm. And I'm not afraid to say that. You just said it. And (laughs) And there it is. That's to be the beginning. That's got to be the start. And if you don't like it, don't stay with me. Yeah. But what we're doing is, what we're doing is inevitable. It will happen. Yeah. Whether it happens right. here, whether it happens somewhere else, whether it happens a year from now or two years from now, the consumers of the future, the TikTok generation mm-hmm. will not put up with business as usual. And right. we are putting the entire hotel industry on notice that we are coming for your inventory and we are coming for your workers and we are coming for your profits. And you're going to have to get a private jet ride somewhere else because Ooh. the gravy train stops now. That sounds like a mic drop. There Samantha, it is. where can we find you? There Are it you is. On LinkedIn as well. <laughs> I, I am on LinkedIn, and okay. and thanks to Curtis, I'm now on Twitter as well. So, okay. Uh, okay. Just I'll make sure I, I link everything <laughs> in the show notes. Absolutely, and thank you so much for having us. It's, oh, thank you. you. This has yeah. been thank awesome. you so much. It's just been a great conversation. I yeah. know that you know we're we're sort of all over the place, and and we're not your traditional hotel CEO, CFO, dynamic duo, but I promise we're more fun at parties. <laughs> oh, you're absolutely, and you're fun on podcasts too. So absolutely. we love it. Thank you well, thank so you. much for joining it's us. It's such a pleasure. And I can't wait to see you guys at the opening of our first hotel. And we're going to be back once we get our DEI superstar installed. We will be back. We love it. Absolutely. Wow. Thanks for everything that you guys do. Thank you for listening to Don't Look Under the Bed. We appreciate your support of the show. Please subscribe, share, and leave a review. Thank you.